You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. We are really excited to have everyone join us for a brand new week of the 3 Plus 1 podcast. Tazzy, how has your week been? Oh my god, my week has been pretty, like compact and kind of stressful low-key um i'm about to start shooting a feature film it's about time i know thank you jesus so september 21st is our first principal photography shoot day um so basically this past week has been a lot of like production meetings and making sure our shot list is complete and our equipment is going to be ready and our locations are locked down so it's just been a lot of production heavy getting the last minute things together How's your week been, Didi? Uh, I had a really good week. Uh, it's been a, a busy week. So, you know, as a traveling educator of sorts, it's been a, a lot of time on the road this week. So I'm excited to be back. Uh, I had a phenomenal Labor Day weekend. It was great uh, here in Atlanta. On you know, And one thing I really want to thank my friends who are listening. On Monday, we just took some time to really pull away. And we did some stuff that I would have never thought we would do. We just hung out. So I know, Tazzy, you and your friends hang out often. You guys make it a ritual to hang out, go out on weekends. I see it on your Instagram. It's a really great life. Yeah, I'm going out later. So, and that's a wonderful life of a millennial. For me as a zillion, <laughs> someone who's a little bit older, you know, a lot of my friends are, you know, uh-huh. people have husbands, they have wives, they have partners, they have significant others, they have children. So they're not really taking the time to just enjoy the friendships that we have and to cultivate those relationships. So on um, this past, on Labor Day, we went together. We went, actually met on the bill. I go to the bill line all the time to run. But I actually uh, had a chance to go with my friends on the belt line. And while on the belt line, we got on scooters. Now, that's something... <laughs> that's right. Yo. And that's funny because that's not something you could see me doing, nor is it something I thought I would ever do. Uh, but I rode a scooter. I don't I don't plan to ride one again. I didn't really enjoy it. But it was a fast way of getting from point A to... You balance? I'm for real. Look, <laughs> it's not even like... Tazzy. Like, listen... Tazzy, you listen, know, you listen, know no, my fitness listen. journey. For any I, of our listeners who don't know my fitness journey, fitness, you need to you go. Balance. My Instagram is Doctor Kirk English, and I have oh, a I have a core oh, that I have worked God. to have oh, and to build God. up over time. We know, and so listen. with my core strength, I balance. But you don't. This is my story. I was talking to point blank friends. Thank you. Now tell us about this friend of yours who can't balance. Listen, she has no balance, and she's not a big bitch. But we tried to go on the belt line and like rock the school. She could not get up there and balance. We spent like thirty minutes. It's like five dollars worth of helping her try to get on the thing. Oh my god! And so you guys, you might hear some chuckling in the background. That's our guest for today. That's right. Morris. Let's introduce our guest, Morris. Welcome to the Three Plus One Podcast. How was your week, my friend? My week, my week was um, a lot of binge eating. Um, a lot of trying to get over the binge eating by working out. Um, when I binge eat, I'm usually having an emotional week, and that's because I teach. 
And <laughs> when you deal with other people's hormones and emotions, it forces you to um, drink, uh, forces you to eat, and do a lot of those too. So, Morris, you know, as someone who spent a total of 10 amazing years in the classroom, I can absolutely identify with the binge eating, not the drinking. That's something that you that's unique to you now, my brother. I didn't drink like that. Oh, but the, the water intake as a teacher and we can't go to the bathroom, yeah. but once never. Well, so it's true. all kind of weird. But definitely eating and not being as active as you probably, you know, would Listen. want to be because you don't have the time because your whole and life is very much consumed with. Lesson the work of a, of a teacher. Damn, we definitely could tell you ate to suppress your feelings. <laughs> so, right, when dealing with people like you in the classroom on a regular basis. Turn into a big baby. So, oh, wow. You hear this? So, I want to go on record to say that Tazzy has just made two attacks about people's weight. She called her friend and said, My friend is not a big B. <laughs> I want to repeat the word because it's derogatory, it's inappropriate. But in addition to saying that my friend's not a big B, she just said, I was a big B, a big burger. Big and you know, but but the reality is, I did. I gained sixty eight pounds, and, oh, wow. and and I lost, it, but I've lost the weight to now be at you know what is considered and my weight. You did this in education. I did this. I resign. I resign. I resign as of now. But what happens is you have you you will learn. You will take. You will figure out a way to balance the time, take control, and prioritize yourself as you prioritize everyone else. And I say that, and I'll be time. done. But I gained like weight last year when it was my first year teaching high school, and I gained like twenty pounds, and it was like. <laughs> How does a skinny person like me that can eat three meals with a metabolism gain 20 pounds? Because you're aging, the metabolism slows down, but you're also not as active as you were, and you're eating in a different cycle that may not be naturally yeah. known to you as a person. You may be someone who could eat small throughout the day, mm-hmm. but now you're having to eat big meals because you know you won't be able to eat again because you can't eat in front of people Ooh, like your, your, this your the children. Gospel. So that's how it kind of works. So, Morris, in addition to being an educator, you're also an artist. Yes. So that's something that you know I definitely want to ask you about because it's really hard. And many artists and writers and creatives go into the educational field to teach mm-hmm. to secure consistent, stable income while they work on their passion projects on the side. Oftentimes, however, though, those passion projects on the side become side hustles to also become sidelined because that primary income stream becomes the number one focus. How are you able to balance that if so? Turn with me to Genesis because, listen, you just read my (laughs) life. Wow. Okay, well, let me be honest with you. There for me, uh, last year at my first teaching job, there was no balance. Um, Like you said, um, most artists come into this having to get a secured bag and not an experimental bag. And for me, it was I'm able to do what I do and teach well because I have these real life experiences. And even in my interviews, they'll say, hey, we need to hire you because we see that you do this, this is. And then the third, because to be honest with you, I never want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher. I never did. But because I'm having these real life experiences and... They're not always lucrative. <laughs> Let me be real with y'all. They're not always lucrative. I feel like going into a classroom and telling the kids the real 411, like, hey, you need to learn this trade so that you don't have to answer to this, this, or wait for this and that. Like, you can go to college. You can do these things, but do that on top of having your own. And so going and being in the school and having to worry about, I got to take off because I'm trying to be at this green screen, trying to get my, uh, you know, coins, bag, or whatever you want to call your source of income. But they're telling me that I don't have any days in the system to take off. Oh, I know you lie. <laughs> I know you lie. <laughs> Give me the day without pay. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Making the connections, and this happened to me a lot last year. And it caused a rift with my administration. 
Because I'm already waking up at 6.30 and I'm a creative like me wakes and sleeps up late. It's like reverse. Mm-hmm. I go to bed at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Tazzy's a creative too, so I know you up late and if you late. have to edit something... You're not going to bed until no, it's done. You're not going to but bed. then you get up and work. Then I Tazzy, get up, are you getting up and working? I am. Why are you trying to come to me? <laughs> it's now reading show notes. Mm, I don't got to. That's why... Let's talk about this. Sideline. <laughs> you don't want me to read the show notes. You know why? Because you want my raw and unfiltered <laughs> reaction to this. This is the second episode that you said that's what I want. That's but, what you but want. But that's not what I want. You, okay. you feel that that's what okay. maybe perhaps I'll the listeners I'll want. read the notes. But what I want is no, for no, you to no. sit down, read, read the notes, take notes, digest the notes, and come in informed about our topics and ready. Let me tag in on this. Yes, please. That's do. the educator in you, and that is like the struggle within me because a part of me wants to be that student that reads before a class that comes in or whatever but the spontaneous version of me is like I want to come in class and this is what I did all last year even when I taught at FAMU I'm 30 minutes before a class on YouTube like hmm, let me teach them about this today and I'm able to go in and be like hey this is what we're doing this is XYZ but in education they have this thing yeah. called lesson plans <laughs> which is grown up adult homework and for me, that I have two degrees. Yeah. I'm good on homework, love. So lesson plans are grown up. You think homework? What? I mean, they help guide you, but in a sense, they put a box. Like we talked about sidelining passion projects, they sideline a teacher's creative ability. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, because let's be clear, folks out there um, with kids, you know your kid, and you know if your mm-hmm. kid's intellect is not all the way there. So if a teacher comes in with this boxed-in rubric saying you must learn this but the kid didn't learn anything in that class, if they stick to their lesson plan, they have to teach that and move forward and leave your kid. But in the world of creativity, you didn't get it today. Let's color it some more. Let's draw some circles around it. And let's try it again tomorrow in a new way. Mm-hmm. But in education, the, the standardized testing and everything with this deadline, it pushes you to leave folks behind. Mm-hmm. You make some very valid points. Uh, I absolutely, however, have to challenge what you're saying, and I Absolutely. think that you, well, I think you're gonna learn. I hope if you, and I quit. I'm just kidding, guys. I need my job. <laughs> you do, and not only do you need your job, but the children need you. Absolutely. And so, one thing that I have learned throughout my career, and that's that's where you are, right? When you're a new teacher, you ha- you begin to realize the kids need you. Absolutely. They if they don't see people like you, mm-hmm. the people in the the, the kids like you mm-hmm. won't have anybody to identify with. Very they won't true. have anybody to look up to, and they won't have anybody who understands their unique needs. Absolutely. Right. I agree. In addition to that, what you're gonna learn when you become my age is that really you needed those kids a lot more than they needed you because yes, those sir. kids are a part of your growth process mm-hmm. and they're propelling you and teaching you how to become the best version of yourself Absolutely. because you're no longer responsible for just yourself in this world. You're responsible for 200 other individuals who look to see you every day when they get up. What number did you say? 200 something. 200 And kids. best believe I don't even want to have one baby right now. Here I am with 200. You have 200 kids. <laughs> Oh, what the lesson math. plan is just like a script. Yes, it's it is. just like show a. Notes. It's like Pass show it. notes. <laughs> it's just like you know a sheet of music. Yeah. And Beyonce has a uh, arrangement right there for he her. The B-word. Wow. But then oh. 
she takes the arrangement and she innovates and she Absolutely. does her runs and she makes it better than what any writer could have ever written for her or any producer could have ever put together. That's what you will learn to do as a master teacher is you will take the lesson plan and in that classroom you will innovate that lesson plan mm-hmm. to ensure that every single student gets what they need yeah. and that you're being responsive to their needs and then you will be uh, the master teacher and that will let you know when you're ready to leave the classroom to go into a, a position where you can then teach other teachers how to do that teach and it'll come teachers and we'll talk deeper about the educational stuff education there's a yeah there's a new podcast coming called this educator's life with zach kirk and so <laughs> on that new podcast yeah, we'll have right. these types of conversations like with educators so you and tazzy know each other let's talk yes, about that yes more okay listen so <laughs> we first <laughs> Speech class, yes. Like speech one on one or something like that. Was Tazzy as disrespectful to that professor as she is to me? Tazzy, no, no. Tazzy lit up the room. Lit up the room. Which is why she became my friend (laughs) quickly. (laughs) A star, a star. Okay. So we had speech one on one at the Georgia State University together. Um, and basically, <laughs> I don't even know. I think our personalities were just so yeah. vibrant yes. and like we fed off of each other in yes. that class that we just knew we were going to be friends yes. outside yes. of the class. Like, yeah, yeah, we cool in the class, but like once we finish this course, yes. that's still going to be my dog because and we still were tight. Yeah. Like, so there's this one story that Demore, I'm going <laughs> to you go ahead and tell it. Demore, okay. Tell so, it. <laughs> so look, check this out. Tazzy being the vibrant personality that she is, <laughs> and it being a speech class, which to me comes, and to Tazzy comes naturally because we're conversationalists, mm-hmm. we're, you know, extroverted. And so we had this assignment to where we had to write a story about something, some type of narrative. I don't know what it was. But it had to be, like, emotional. It had it? to be emotional and, and like, thought-provoking. Yeah. And so it's Tazzy's turn, right? And her, <laughs> she, she being the um, Academy Award-winning, uh, Oscar <laughs> Award-winning female that she is, she tells this long story about how her auntie, and, and I may not remember all the details because I was in tears, this long detailed story about her aunt being in prison, mm-hmm. her aunt being attacked and beaten, and I forget, I don't know if this is Tazzy's aunt. Beaten by, so the story was like an aunt that's in prison, being beaten by inmates, Yes. Uh, attacked by guards. Lifetime movie. Like, all types of stuff going on. Like, it's just a terrible in-prison situation she's going through. So, wait. No, wait. Tazzy <laughs> starts to cry during her perform. I mean, her performance last speech. And so, the whole class is like, oh, oh, my God. Tazzy, you're hot. How? And guess what? The teacher's over there sniffling herself. Mm. So that girl was crying. crying. The teacher was crying. And so Tazzy ends her speech with a standing ovation because I mean at this point we all in our feelings. So guys, fast forward <laughs> to the end of the course. To the end of the course. <laughs> I don't even remember how exactly Miss uh, Hall did it, um, but some kind of way it came out. And she was like, "Oh no, y'all, that story was fake." No story fake because the professor was like. Um, Tazzy, I really hope that your aunt gets some justice. Not condolences. <laughs> I hope your aunt gets justice for all this stuff going on. And I was like, oh, y'all, uh-uh. That story I told was not true. Like, that's not a real story. That's when not I tell y'all that girl shifted the energy in the room, everybody was like, <laughs> Yo! Beyonce didn't have that baby. She didn't carry blue. Listen, my grades were already in. I got an A. 
That lady loved that damn speech. Listen, let me tell you something. That lady had an attitude with Tazzy. <laughs> and it was visible. Very visible. And Tazzy looking like what? And we looking like, girl, you had us with our pants down. Very vulnerable. You didn't say it had to be a real speech. I just gave it really good. Sure. Okay. Shout out to Tazzy. And and since then, we've always connected over that and we've always just been around each other and hung out and caught up and stuff. It's so, funny every time. Every, every time, time so, we think about it. So funny. to be here doing this podcast now, we talked about it. Mind you, fast forward, I'm going to end this little story real quick. Tazzy talked about growing up and traveling the world and shooting movies and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So she became a flight attendant, right? Yep. And so to see her fast forward to now having got her MFA. Yeah. And to be doing this podcast, which we talked about a year ago, she tried mm-hmm. to get me on. Mm-hmm. It's like, she's a dope, she's a dope chick, woman of her word, and what she says comes to pass, and she's a hustler. Oh, you know what? I feel the same way about Morris, like... Be careful, because she'll lie now. She'll, <laughs> tell, she'll tell you a little Academy Award in the story. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to win the Oscar and tell Listen, the story when I'm giving my speech. I would be right there like, show oh, you. <laughs> I cannot wait, but no, seriously... Um, Morris has been consistent in my life. Um, he shot part of my graduation party. Yes, um, yes. He shot some footage for a friend of mine and I, like Mila and I, were doing a cooking show um, that we can't wait to premiere with you all. He came and shot the first couple episodes of that. Not to mention, not to interrupt, Taz is one of my favorite AKAs on the yard. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's go. Amy Mila, she's Amy my favorite Mila. one. <laughs> can't wait to see her stroll. <laughs> Y'all, y'all not seeing me strong. I'm retired. I'm old. These knees ain't like they used to be. So are you saying you don't have balance? Oh, I got balance. <laughs> you know, I want to know, can Tazzy stroll? Can she stroll? Yeah, Tazzy oh, can stroll. I'm fine. Don't play with me. With an afro or with a 17-inch piece? Thank you! Either one. So, you know, is there a particular song... That Tazzy can just kill. Nuck if you buck was my favorite stroll. Nuck if you buck. Very aggressive. Very eye contact. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. Nuck if you buck most certainly does. When I think of Tazzy Hall, I certainly think of the song. Nuck if you buck. So uh, on tomorrow's episode, we'll talk more about the work that you guys have done together and what it means when creatives collaborate. But for, you know, for today and maximizing the time we have, we had quite a few things happen uh, since our last episode all around, you know, the award season. And even, I know we, we, Taz and I talked uh, about really not wanting to talk too much about the Emmys and talk too much about who won last night. But I just want to ask you guys, are there any performances that you saw in the last year that really stand out to you in television that you want to recognize and say, you know what, if you haven't watched this show or if you haven't paid attention to this performer, you need to give it a chance. The career path that I'm in, I try to stay up to date with what's going on and who's winning awards and what the people like, but I can't support Fox, the channel, and all of their we craziness. Can't. Fox on any level. Fox yeah. is just, no. On, is like, so, um, I have no idea about like winning and all of those different things, but of course, um, shows that I root for in anything are um, This Is Us, Queen Sugar, um, the Queen of the South is really good. Oh my God. Like, the phenomenal shows. Succession on HBO is phenomenal. Like, woo! I'm amazing. like Issa Rae. I'm rooting for everybody black. Yeah. And so to see Viola okay. Davis there looking amazing and her role in How to Get Away with Murder 
it's like sis. This the final season, mm-hmm. ain't it? Yeah, it is, and yeah. that's sad because almost like we're losing. Even though they're coming up with new ones, but it's like we're losing those shows that like have held us over. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. I think that's something that we'll definitely talk about in a moment. I'm going to hold that thought. Uh, Viola Davis, of course, being nominated really strong. Do you when you think about the best lead actress in a show in the past year is Viola Davis, who you would say this is our best actress. <sighs> I'm a little biased because I'm a little black. <laughs> so, yes. That's all I can say. Sorry. Um, yeah, Violet's pretty fine. Charlie Bordelon is pretty amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, On oh, Queen Sugar, a yes. show that was not nominated, that has never, I think, been nominated for an acting performance award, but every single episode, those performers give you high-quality acting yes. on a continuous basis. And yeah. I think that that's just the simple ignorance of the system that a show like that can't get, or is it being recognized. Right. And another phenomenal show is Snowfall. I don't know if y'all watched yes, it. Yes, I've heard Woo! about it, but I haven't watched it. Good review so far. Never watched it. Baby! That show <laughs> turned up in the third season. Like, this third season is unbelievable. Um, Franklin really is coming into his own... The boy that plays Franklin definitely is going to be Denzel level, mm-hmm. like type of legendary. Like, don't give him his flowers. He's going yes, to be give him his yes. flowers. So, so basically, this that is like. Good. So do you you feel that you know, like the wire was a launch pad for, for the talent of Idris Elba as well as Michael oh. B. Jordan, yeah. a number of phenomenal, very strong, talented black actors. And you feel as though this character has a launch pad oh. on the show. Snowfall. The, Snowfall. Franklin, this is definitely his launch pad. <laughs> when that's when Snowfall ends. Franklin is going to be in so many movies and so many different things. He is phenomenal. Like, I can't even... Damson Idris. Yes. I Damson need y'all Idris. to go watch his... Plus no fall. He's also British like Idris. Um, I don't know what they... They drinking in the water over there. But them chocolate British men <laughs> show it out in the acting game. Because he is... a He's amazing. Doing a great work. And Don Lynn Gardner is Charlie, Charlie. Uh, on uh, Queen Sugar. So, you know, I, for, so you would give your best lead actress to Dawn Lynn Gardner. You would give your best actress to Viola Davis. And so I would have to give my best actress to Mandy Moore from This Is Us. Ooh, I feel right. as though that <laughs> I feel as though she is highly underrated. Okay. And I feel as though that she is being denied a lot of the recognition that other members of that cast uh, have received because of her background in pop music and because oh, okay. of some minor things that she's done to build she's her been career. To break out of, like, but she gives time, you a young um What's like a young Rebecca? She gives you an old Rebecca, and now she's giving you a very old bedroom Rebecca. All of that <laughs> in one great uh, in one great season finale, and I think it's unfortunate she hasn't gotten her just due. This is us. We'll be back September twenty fourth. It is. It is. It is. What about your? You know, uh, is there a lead actress in a comedy that you guys would want to recognize? Lead actress in a comedy, and mm. I can go. I tell you hands down that. Tracy Ellis Ross gets lead actress in the comedy, you know, every single time. Bo on Blackish is a phenomenal character, phenomenal actress. She nails it. This was a great season of Blackish. Uh, I don't think that she was nominated, and I think it's disappointing that her uh-huh. that her work on this season, when Bo and uh, what's the husband's name? Um, My man went brain went blank. 
with that Bo and Dre were, you know, on the verge of divorce and had a whole season of like mm-hmm. not being able to survive as a as a family unit, as a couple, as a husband and wife. And I think that they're sad that she wasn't recognized and that uh, instead you had someone like don't talk crazy because Christina Applegate in Dancing exactly. is phenomenal though. Christina Applegate was nominated and I don't agree with that. I love, <laughs> I love the show. <laughs> I love Christina Applegate. I've seen her through the multiple show. shows even way back on her work on Married with Children. I used to love Married with Children so that's back in my day. I love Christina Applegate. Don't love Dead to Me. Did not love her portrayal in Dead to Me. I and I definitely don't me. think that she was better I love than Tracy Ellis Ross. Didn't say she was better but also when it comes to comedy um, of course, I'm going to be like, I love my dog, Issa Rae. Yes. Insecure is relatable on all levels. Listen. It's amazing. It's funny every time. Also not nominated. We I'm know yes. it's not nominated. I don't think any of the shows that were nominated are black shows or have black leads. Not for the comedy um, Yeah, the not outside in comedy actress. So that says a lot about the... Uh, these award shows, which sucks, but we not we they've been stealing awards from us for yeah, years, for years because Angela Bassett should have won. Oh my god, when she played Tina Turner. I just saw that on social media. It was like they robbed sis. Yeah, they did. Like she was Tina Turner, and she didn't win the awards for that. Listen, they've been robbing us for years. But I want to, you know, let me give I guess just a little insight or a little perspective, and that's why I wanted us to talk about who we felt gave the best performance. And I'm not saying, because we're not having a conversation of who really should have won the Emmy. And there's a difference. Let me tell you why. I believe that the Academy, that any of these major awards, Academy Awards, the Oscars, the Tonys, the Grammys, the Emmys, these awards oftentimes are representative of a body of work. They should not be. They should be representative gotcha. of a performance. But that's a constant battle mm-hmm. back and forth among the voting public yes. as to well, is it about the person or is it about the performance? Gotcha. If you look at it from Angela Bassett's standpoint, absolutely that performance that year yeah. was the best. But the person who won, I don't remember who won that year, but they probably probably recognize the body of work of someone and that's why that person got it and that's why there's a disadvantage between um people of color when it comes to um judging their body of work because the opportunities aren't the same mm-hmm. that's correct and so that it's like correct. their opportunity and the open window to even have all of this resume language happen for them is not at all consistent with what someone of another race usually a caucasian race is able to have <laughs> So I'm like, judge your performance, please, because that's what we all saw at the same Just time. Performing. The performance. Right. You weren't even born when Sis was back there doing that other stuff. Ugh. Is there another great performance that you saw this past year that you say this is worthy of recognition? Uh, worthy of recognition. Good performance. The, the, the lead in Queen Sugar, I mean, not Queen Sugar, in Queen of the South. What is Teresita's real name? I don't, know her, real, I don't know her real name. But she did an amazing job like that show was so good um yeah i've never seen i've never seen queen of the south queen but of i the made south. Yeah, one episode of watch i tried to watch one episode of succession and was not set was unable to watch so it. good i couldn't so, make through the first oh episode oh my god you just have to keep going. in addition to the emmys that came on last night we also <laughs> since our last time together had the mtv video awards Da-da-da. so did you guys watch the mtv video awards or we nope. didn't I watch via online the next day because is that what everyone's doing now? Like <sighs> that you just kind of catch the highlights on like YouTube and I don't social watch media. Anything. I, oh, I'm lying. I watch Missy Elliott's. That's what I was going to say. That's, yeah, it. that's, that's it. all I watch. I, they finally put the seven minute clip up and they, I watched it. Exactly. That's seven what minutes, I did. That's all I watched. The whole the you watched that. You know, back in my day, okay. the MTV Video Awards were a huge deal, and it was a 
big thing. People would have watch parties, and it was a big deal. But I thought to myself, when this was, again, trying to be hyped up, do people even watch videos? Because you back in the day, because they don't have BT, one of the kids don't know. One of you come home from school, you see this world, baby. You couldn't wait to see one of the six apart and see what the top ten was. You come home from school, yes, you're running home like calling your homegirl on the landline. Like you see what number six is, your number. And that's why Missy Elliott receiving the award was so amazing because. She's going to give you good video. Yeah. Missy's going to give you concepts. She's going to give you looks, performance, lyrics. She's going to get your freak home. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, you know. It's unfortunate that we don't have videos like we used to have. Um, and is it really becoming a lost point? Yeah. There's no point. It is because they're not. I have a couple of friends who worked in, like, the music industry and, like, videos and stuff. They're not paying the same. It's not as lucrative to to be a part of a music video and the cost is still high. And I guess with social media popping off the way it does, people can record a music video, low budget, and it still go viral. And it'll still go viral. Uh, last week, we also, you know, there's a few news stories to kind of hit on to get in our highlights before we um, talk about the up, the down, the clown. Uh, is in the oldest woman on record gave birth known to you know most people <laughs> now she wasn't the oldest woman ever do you guys know the oldest woman ever to give birth what is that uh, sarah sarah in the bible ha, her abraham's <laughs> wife <laughs> hey hey hallelujah you book of genesis listen <laughs> she and her husband abram yes yes <laughs> got pregnant had a son named isaac okay then okay. god changed abram's name to abraham okay uh, that's Father Abraham. That's right. And they didn't use IVF like this woman They didn't use IVF. Oh, this woman used IVF? They used selfish ass. Holy Spirit. The Lord. That's what they use. Hold on, sis. It's an age limit. It's a statute of limitations. Talk about that. You guys feel... You, Tess, you said she was selfish. It's so selfish. Um, you're seventy. Seventy four year old. Uh, in, in lady. And the in, father in is eighty two. Daddy is eighty two. Okay, life expectancy is what in India? Eighty six. Well, he had a stroke the day after. <laughs> no. Speaking of strokes. Oh my goodness! Why I can't believe that you guys laugh. I really did not mean to laugh. The oh. new father at age 82 reportedly had a stroke the very next day and is currently in the hospital being treated. He was just as shocked as we was. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still think it's selfish. 74, 82, your life expectancy is not going to be another 40 years or so or whatever. Like, these are children. You you could possibly die when they're like five, six years old, and now they don't have parents. Um, no Pause for the cause. Did we t- talk about them being twins? It yeah, two, twins. Yeah, they're twins. Ooh, double the trouble. That's crazy. Twins. How is a 74-year-old and an 82-year-old about to take care of twins? Twins, bruh. Twins. Did they have any other kids? They said? No, they had never had children. They always wanted to. So, but, but, you know, and I guess just to, not saying I don't agree with what's being said, but this was something that they always wanted and they had tried for a long time, multiple processes and procedures and it just never came to pass and finally it did. So does that not change your opinion about the miracle of birth? Well, But you have to think about the children. Let me say this. Uh-oh. And we'll move on to the next topic. But I'll say, 
you know, if God can see fit uh-huh. to give them the miracle of twins, then maybe he can see fit to give them a miracle of an Life. extended lifespan to take care of their twins. And he's capable. So we're going to hope for the best, even though dad just had a stroke. Oh, wow. <laughs> we're going to hope for the best. I guess. I don't know. Uh, so It Chapter 2 uh, is the big buzz in the movie world. Ooh, it Chapter 2. Yeah. So, have you guys seen it? Did you see it this weekend? I didn't see the first Not one. Not this weekend. I saw the Wait first one. Wait, you saw the first? I did. You saw the first It, and what were your thoughts? My thoughts were that it wasn't as scary as the original It, and I was looking for that same sense of horror, but people Hollywoodize things a little bit much, and it's like, nah, mm. We got a, new, a lot of new technology, but it's not necessarily like helping the storyline. But it turned out to be cool. I mean, I'm excited to see the new It too, to see how they kind of continue the story. But for me, it was more so like, okay, this cute, <laughs> scary. <laughs> Tazzy, why you didn't see It Part One? No. Why? <laughs> oh, I don't watch scary movies. That ain't my thing. <gasps> Tazzy. Not Tazzy happen. is a gangster. Okay. Go ahead, man. Fake gangster, wanker. <laughs> Tazzy, you don't even watch, okay. You don't watch scares up you with friends, no? No. Why not? I don't see like it's just like I don't know. I've never been one of those people that's like, yeah, I want to go watch this scary movie. Like I've never had an interest in the scary movies, none of those Exorcist movies, oh, none no. of that stuff. It Part One was the highest grossing uh, horror film opening of all time. And people anticipate this is going to be the second highest opening of all time. But I must admit, like Tazzy, I've not seen the film. I do watch horror films or scary movies if it's a well-done movie. But yes. I just... It Part 1 I mean, didn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Because I had seen the original as a yes. child on television. Which was and I scary. thought it was a miniseries and I thought it was a great... <gasps> I thought it was great. So I just didn't... I was like, eh, this may not be something I would want to see or worth the um, remake. So, Demi Lovato, uh, what do you think about Demi Lovato? She is saying that she is refusing to allow them to edit any pictures of her bathing suits if she wants to show off her real body. Mm. So, Demi, Demi, Demi. So Demi as, Lovato is a crackhead. Let's say that Yikes, so, hold the phone, guys. Wait, wait a minute, what? Hold the phone. What? Like, she was back and forth to rehab, all of that crackhead, like... <laughs> That was a known thing. What are you talking about? Why are you acting shocked? She always made me laugh at the most inappropriate. Demi Lovato <laughs> yes. has an addiction that to she what? has like publicly heroin, addressed. What is it, heroin? Tazzy, you are horrible. <laughs> what is the drug? You have I a keep t- calling her crackhead, but she's not on crack. So what is it? What's the heroin head called? Heroin head? Oh, Perhaps, a I hair hoe? <gasps> a hair hoe. You can say that she has an opioid addiction. Is it heroin? As many people in America, unfortunately, are struggling with heroin is an is opioid. It heroin? heroin is an opioid. I think Demi Lovato has is a number of people that deal with addiction every day. Okay. Oh my goodness, this is interesting. But but me- I'm proud of Demi for coming out, taking the stance, and really being a strong woman to say that she is not going to allow images of herself to be perpetuated in society and the media that teach people that they should be ashamed of or hate their bodies. To be honest, we don't know to what extent her addiction may be a part of her body image issues. Okay. Because I would think that if you're on drugs, you lose weight. Yes, that's what... I've been told that... That's how folks think. When I was fighting through... 
Uh, my weight loss journey, somebody told me to take a few bumps of cocaine and you won't want to eat because of nasty major <laughs> drip. I thought I'm, this is no lie. And I said, well, I think, I'll sugar. Just, I think I'll just do this the good old-fashioned way with Weight Watchers. Well, she did talk about how she wanted, like, like you said, with the drug addiction, she wanted this new wave of her life to be super authentic. And I'm a photographer, so... Oh, I can understand the pressures when you have 30,000 clients that want perfection. Then you have that one client who's like, no, show me the cellulite, show the all this in the third. And it's like, you're so used to operating in that sense of perfection and Photoshop and editing that they're like, sis, why would you want that? And I guess that's a societal standard. But for me, I'm like, she wants to show the cellulite. Girl, you already got a household name. Show fuck what you got. Right, and she's done some great music. I'm a fan. And she's a singer. She sings so. Yeah, I am some. Demi, I support you and root for you and hope for the best. And as we talk about, no, we don't hope and root for the best for Demi Lovato because now everybody. I hate when y'all act like y'all be forgetting when people do controversial shit and they do terrible things. She was joking about Twenty One Savage being locked up. Oh, she wrote. So far, 21 Savage memes have been my favorite part of the Super Bowl, right? Oh, wow. And people, the internet went in on her because that's not appropriate. That man was locked up overseas. Why do you think that's funny? Other people, celebrities were retweeting her and like, why is somebody's freedom funny? I don't get the joke. And of course, the internet went ham and went crazy on her about being a crackhead. Yeah. So no, we don't support Demi Lovato and all of her stuff. I don't care about you showing some cellulite, bitch. Like, why, why are women so obsessed with cellulite? Like, it's rare. I, I support Demi Lovato. I because love her music. He loves white women. Listen. Oh wow. Oh, Hillary Clinton was running for president. We couldn't hear. We heard about Hillary Clinton ass every single damn day. Plot twist. Thank you. Oh. This this man right here. Diddy gonna love him a white woman. He gonna defend it to the end of time. Oh. The first time I ever heard him like ah, go hard in the paint for a black woman. <laughs> Is when Toni Morrison passed away, man. She rest in peace. He went hard, but anytime I say something about a white woman, I love Demi. I love Hillary. Don't you dare talk about them. You know, oh as God. someone who unfortunately throws down papers <laughs> and picks <laughs> picks up pen to tell you tell that. You keep going back to Hillary Clinton, and, and that's something that's a real issue. Morris almost spit out his wife. Oh it's my a real god! Issue. It's a real issue. You keep going back to Hillary Clinton. Oh my god! Because who should is a, who should be the rival president of the United States of America, but because people like you get brainwashed yeah, by lies like and I voted fake for news, I had to vote for so it. you claim. I had to but vote But you bash her in every single episode. You attack your conscience. I don't have to like her. Demi will Don't be right he back. got to look for this damn book. He got her book. It ain't even signed. She could spit at you if you oh came close. Oh my to gosh. Folks, we're we're in a battle right now. We're gonna we're, moving on. Dead air. I was going, I was going to get her book to post, and I, I'm a fan. Hillary Clinton is the right president of the United States of America. She has done more for you and people more like you me. than you would ever be able to recognize and acknowledge. Oh but you like vicious, like some type of craziness. She caught some there. people predators, but Predator. it was taken out of context. Predator. And what has Donald Predator. and what has Donald Trump called you? Did what has Donald Trump, Trump called you? We never said he was better than her. What did Donald Trump call you? And we'll get to her. that on our month, on, on tomorrow's episode. We'll talk about what Donald Trump called you and what he called his daughter Tiffany. Ooh. Now, from there we go into the up, the down, the clown. Tazzy, what is this week's the up? The up this week is Lizzo hit number one on Billboard Hot 100 with Truth Hurts. 
Um, sometimes the truth doesn't hurt and it actually feels pretty good. Lizzo's single Truth Hurts garnered the musician her first ever number one spot on Billboard magazine's Hot 100 record chart. This but is a did big you deal. know she released this song in 2017? It's, it's two years old. Yep. And she said, she basically tweeted the other day and was like, Patience, like you really just gotta believe in yourself. I released a song two years ago and now it's number one. Like, Ooh. I couldn't imagine, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. When, you're, when it's your time, it's, it's your, your time. time. Yes. Like, don't rush God, it's gonna come. That's right, what held on. but at the same time, be ye ready. Yeah, uh, that's, so di- that's the difference. Is that Study you, you to have show. to have a there, there are people out there that dream and they're ready to go, but they're not putting the work behind it. Faith without works is dead. Mm. Lizzo made a great song. She knew it was a great song. It just took time for that song to build momentum, and for the and it was God's time for the blessing to come through. Yeah. So again, be ye ready. Do the work. Be on the forefront. Do the hustle. Grind hard and have the product or the talent or the skill cultivated so that when your time comes, you can go and you can walk through the door. I think it's a huge deal that Lizzo is number one yeah. and that that she looks the way she looks, she sounds the way she sounds, and she can garner the respect and the Coin, mm-hmm. for lack Absolutely. of a better word, of the American public. I'm very proud of her. Authenticity always wins. That's right. So that's a up. Mm-hmm. Last week, though, the down. <laughs> Ooh. I do not know Ooh. why you just laughed at this. <laughs> what? What's funny? This is Ooh. horrible. Oh, my. I've been seeing this happen <laughs> all on the internet. The down for this week. A teenager was hospitalized after vaping with THC. Quote, my lungs are like a 70-year-old's. So Didi, Didi's laughing. I'm laughing at you. I can't believe that you're laughing you're about laughing. this crisis in America. This kid has <laughs> collapsed lungs. Vaping is an issue. So this is. I've never vaped. Oh. I've never smoked marijuana. Can we, can we I've never smoked this? a cigarette. I do want to talk about it. Can we talk about it? Have you guys vaped? Uh, as an educator. But have you like an e-cigarette? Ain't that vaping? It's not the same. It's the same. I, don't know what, I what have is vaping. What, I what have, is vaping? It's right? the electronic version of smoking. It's no, yeah, like an e-cigarette. Yeah, it's an e-cigarette. Yeah. And I have e-asthma, so ain't no e-vape <laughs> going ever in these lungs right here. Uh-uh. But uh, we catch lots of kids at school with this same um, issue with THC and all this other stuff inside of vape pens. And it's easier to smuggle them in because it's not the whole physical, regular process of walking around with a blunt. But I just saw this on social media. Now the death toll is up to four people that have died from vaping. Four people have died of vaping. Over 400 people have been hospitalized. yes. And so do you think that people are going to stop? Have they stopped smoking the cigarettes? No. No. <laughs> What's crazy is we almost got cigarettes up out the paint. We did. Until... They became technologically acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> they started flavoring them. But cigarettes was almost gone. We was really doing good. It's tragic in that this has come back mm-hmm. and has now, like, you know, vaping didn't hap- wasn't happening five years ago. Yeah. yeah. This is brand new. We've created a brand... American society has mm-hmm. created a brand new addiction. Oh, a brand new addiction. That has called... That's ki- taking out young people at a much faster rate than what cigarettes did so I think that's really horrible uh, so we have our up we have our down um, our clown for this week is uh, Sarah Huck Sanders Huck, Huckabee Sanders mm-hmm. has a new book coming out and she's really excited about her brand new book Ugh, Why? but what I thought was hilarious was what people on the Twitter world said would the be the title 
of her book. People went crazy giving her some titles and suggestions for her new book. And, you know, Twitter went crazy with possible suggestions for what the book should be called. An example one being everything in this book is true in other tales of fiction. <laughs> the lack of innocence. Eat, pray, lie. Her lies were watched by God. <laughs> Charlotte's web of BS. Fifty Shades of Cray. Waiting for cookie dough. <laughs> the sky is green and the grass is blue. Stories I've told to make a buck. Say anything. Hannity Fair. <laughs> what about this person say, this is not a book. <laughs> <laughs> they really went in on um, her in this book title. I don't even know why she's releasing the book. Yeah, the sky is green and the grass is blue. They say stories I've told to make a buck. Were you not re- re- listening? I uh, just read that one. That was a good one. They said my brother murdered a dog. I murdered the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So again, that is absolutely the clown. So Sarah, I don't know if we're just calling you a clown or if we're calling Twitter people. We're calling her the flat out clown. The clown. But okay, when we do the up, the down, and the clown, of course we have to end it with the best of us. And this week, the best of us is Tyler Perry. He's sending Dorian Relief um, to the Bahamas um, on his plane, like his private plane. He's sending down supplies. um, And that's amazing because I'm sure the government isn't trying to help the Bahamas. They weren't even helping Puerto Rico for real, so I know they're not. And Puerto Rico is the United States territory. I don't think the um, leader of the free world that we're living in even knew that. Puerto Rico. The leader of the free world is (laughs) Angela Merkel. So let's not give him a title that he has not earned. You earn the title of leader of the free world by being a leader, by stepping up and taking care of this world. Angela Merkel of Germany, our chancellor, our leader of the free world, we recognize you and praise you. (laughs) But Donald Trump, President Trump, you are president of these United States by these voters of the United States, but you are not the leader of this free world. Well, back to the best of us. Um, (laughs) Not only has Tyler Perry sending all Dorian relief, um, we also have to shout him out because, you know, our podcast is based in Atlanta. And recently, one of the signs on 166 was changed to show that an exit would take you to Tyler Perry Studios. Studios. Like, that is absolutely amazing. Um, I know a lot of Atlanta natives and locals and everybody here, we were so excited to see that, that sign change and to see that man's name up there. And it just shows so much progress and beauty and, like, you can achieve whatever you want. Like, your name's going to be a billboard telling people this is how to get to your studio in this amazing city of Atlanta. I drive to work and I pass by it, so I don't turn around because I see hope. (laughs) No, but it it is hope. You know, Tyler Perry's story is phenomenal. This man, you know, I have to own up and admit that I have not been a fan of his art. There's a lot of art he's created that I'm not a fan of. I don't know if I'm ever going to be a fan of his art. Oh, wow. I'm going to be honest. But I am a fan of his philanthropic pursuits and what he is doing for the community. He truly represents a role model for other black entertainers and people to really contribute and give back. He is doing tons of selfless acts all around the city of Atlanta, and he's taking his selflessness and using his wealth to benefit our entire world. When I saw that he did this, I definitely you know, felt very proud of this Atlanta resident, New Orleans native, and I definitely think that he represents the best of who we are. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a great time to move forward and say thank Call you guys for checking us out on Monday or whenever you look 
you've listened to this episode. And we hope that you check us out tomorrow or listen to our Tuesday episode immediately following our Monday episode where we talk about the politics and government and the big news stories that's happened. And we will be again rejoined by Morris for part two of this Awesome Awesomes Weeks recap. All right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.